everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Sister Friends podcast. This is your host, Lolo, with my other co-host, Jam Jam and Sam. And we have our special guests today, Keds. And we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us again. How are you guys? Hi, Hi Sister Friends. I'm good. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm fine. I'm here. Give thanks. Give thanks. Wonderful. Um, today is one of our, I think our most open, vulnerable topic to date, where we will share dealing with loss, most specifically dealing with the loss of a parent and how your friends and, you know, those near and dear to you help you through such a difficult time. And I must introduce a special thank you for Keds for joining us. She is one of our background producers for this show, and she has opted to join us on screen today instead of behind the screen, just to help, you know, to share what it feels like, the emotions um, losing a parent. Um, you, some people may see that side of us that they've never seen. Um, and, you know, we, we'll be open, we'll be honest as always. And just hopefully this will be a benefit to others. So um, dealing with the loss of a parent and all four of us here have lost a parent. And let's let's start with how does who it lost, who lost their parent first? I'm trying to remember. Was that you? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I did. And um I, we were, we were at UTEC. I was 18 when I lost my mom and it was painful. It's still painful. And one of the things that I never dealt with it immediately at all, I didn't know how to, but it was with the support of family and friends. And you guys were there with me through the entire thing. And I have said a million and one, thank you, but thank you again. But Dealing with the loss of a parent, I don't have kids, so I can't say what that will feel like, but that was the most painful thing ever. And I was 18, as I said before, she was sick, she was in the hospital and then she died. And that weekend when she passed was such a, it was my sister's wedding. My sister got married the Saturday. My niece, Jan, got christened baptized the sunday morning we all went to my mom's house the sunday evening like the entire family so everyone was there and she was up in bed eating the last thing she said to me was you need to start wearing more clothes you need to stop wearing those short shorts because your knees are too big <laughs> yes that was the last thing she said to me your knees are just too big you can't keep it. Because remember my short shorts? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? And that was what she said. Stop wearing the, your knees are just too big. Not Nothing, you know, like everything okay. You're doing good. I was school. Nope, just those knees are too big. And then she passed the Monday. And how I found out, this was where it was really interesting, how I found out my mother died. Because back then, there were no cell phones as right now we just send a text and information is rapid, Im immediate. Um, Conroy and I left school 
and drove down to his house. And when we pulled up at his house, his dad was on the front veranda porch, you know, right at the grill. And he said, um, Conroy, a lady has been calling you crying, saying the lady dead or something. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, what? And he's like, no, Deloney, she didn't call for you. She called for Conroy. I said, that's my mother. My mother died. He's like, no, it's not you. Like, he's totally like, no, why you calm down. It's, it's not you. And um, Conroy and I left immediately, went up to my mom's house. When I got there, the lady who lived across from my mother, she was just coming to the house. And she's like, um, Deloney, you're, you're prepared? I'm like, I'm okay. She's like, you know, you don't know. Like she couldn't understand how I got there so soon. But she lived across the road. And we're driving from Patrick City up to Essexal, which is at that time was like a half an hour ride over that. And it took like five, seven minutes to get there. Because the time she left from her house to there, we drove up. So she didn't know I knew. I'm like, yeah, I knew. She's like, how did you get there so fast? I'm like, I have no idea. Conroy Drive. Oh, I tell you. Yes. foot big. So it was that point I went, she was there and she was gone. And I said to myself, I can face anything in life because the worst thing that could have happened to me in life already happened. Mm. And um, family, friends all went through the aches and pains. The funeral was, um, and you know, you guys were there to support me. It was Sam parents, you, Sam, your mom came to remember that. And it, it was just an experience that I wouldn't wish on anyone at all. But um, I just wanted to share a photograph of, um, and I'll share each one of us decided that we would share a photo of our loved one that we lost, um, just so our listeners or viewers will be able to see it. Um, we are doing video, some people are only listening to the audio but the video is available on YouTube, you can see it. And um, that's a picture of, that's a picture of my mom and that's a picture of me. Well, the one in the hat is my sister with uh, my first nephew. But um, I just wanted to share that that picture is how I will always remember my mom just a happy, bold, strong That's woman. That's you in the back? No, no, that's my sister, Debbie. But that's me, the little girl. I was going to say, okay. <laughs> that's me, the little girl. And that's her with her Afro. Um, you know, back then in the 80s, it was all the rage. So oh, this is it, fantastic. Yeah, so that's how I will always remember her. Just uh vibrant and when it came to her kids that's what she lived for so I just wanted to add one more thing before you know I, I pass on there there was someone who really helped me to process this death years later I was done with college years later and it was my dear friend Stephen who at first when he met me and you know talk about my mom 
I would talk about her in the present tense. And it confused him. He's like, is your mom passed, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, why do you keep talking about her in the present tense? And I wasn't aware of it. And that was the moment that he helped me to work through it, through that pain, through that hurt, through that loss. And it, it was just weird that someone who has never met her, you know, was able to help me with that. So, um, kids, tell us a little bit about your, how, when you lost your parent, how did you deal with it? Okay, so I lost my dad, Kenneth George Foote. <laughs> um, he likes to give his full name. Um, it was the year that we kind of celebrated milestone birthdays for him and my mother. My mother turned 60 and he turned 75. And it was the year after I returned from the States because I was studying in the States for a while. And I, I came back in 2008. And by 2009 in May, he passed. And it was so weird because everybody kept saying, why are you going back to Jamaica? Why don't you stay in the States? And I said, well, all of us as, as, as their children are abroad and no one is back home. And I said, it's, it's best if one of us is at least here because they're not getting any younger. And this year and the following year, he was gone. I was on my way. Ah, oh, there's daddy. <laughs> I was on my <laughs> way man. Cha-cha boy, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> and said your father says he's feeling you know a little low and daddy never is hardly ever sick and he wanted her to take or she was telling me she was taking him to the doctor all right in the night I get a call from Nicole my sister Kadeen, what is, mommy, I call Mr. Daddy. Hey, mommy call you before me. So I finally called mommy and mommy was like, Kadeen, Kadeen, I think your father is gone. I think that your father is, 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 is dead. And I was like, what? And called people from work and said, okay, I'm not coming in the morning because this, this, there's an emergency. I'm going to have to go to serve. And I had months and my boss and my coworker of months um, came the morning and said they, they would take me to serve. And they drove me to serve. They arranged for me to get the time off from work. And luckily I was there with mommy to help sort out all the stuff. And Funny enough, too, when I had just come back from the States, I said to Daddy, Daddy, if anything should happen, let me take notes of what you would like to happen at mm. your funeral. Mm. And I had my laptop out and he said, you have to sing this song and I want this and I want that. And I just typed it up. 
My family is Baptist, half my family is Methodist. And so I went to the Methodist church with dad and Methodists have a way of doing things. So the, the format for the funeral was there. All we had to do was plug in certain things. Ah. And it was basically all set to go. His family, as in his brother, um, most people know him as Blushyfoot, my uncle. He and his wife were very instrumental in helping us out in planning the, the funeral, um, coming for us, taking us to pick out um, the casket and all of that. Um, Mr. Doyley, who was the funeral director, was a friend of the family. So he was like, yeah, man, Footy, I get the best. We just get the new hearse. <laughs> He's going to be in the limousine <laughs> hearse. And we're like, yeah, love that. yeah, yeah. If anybody so, would have loved that is him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything was basically set and we just waited for the other girls. I have um, three, three sisters with my mother and father. I had another sister by my father and my brother. Um, so almost everybody from the States was just to get here. My brother lives here in, in Jamaica. And they just came and basically everything else was already set. Um, programs printed and we decided that I would write the eulogy and wrote it. I, um, I delivered it at the service. Brianna, Dion's daughter, my niece, played. Everybody else read a Bible verse. And, you know, we were, we were good to go. The, the children ushered the, the casket up to the front of the church. Mm. And Michelle, who is the fifth wheel of the group, <laughs> Michelle yeah. was there. I think Michelle is the one who has been to all of our yeah. um, parents passing. They're, they're sent mm-hmm. off. She was there and her husband, Stephen, was there. And... Funny enough, we all deal with grief in a different way. And I can only remember crying once. And it was wow. like a uh, uh, ball. And it was like when I was telling my, my, uh, my colleagues at work, I can't come to work tomorrow because my father has passed. And it was in telling them I, I, I cried. I was fine for the funeral, fine for... Um, I couldn't watch when they were lowering the, the casket. I stayed away from that. And I was fine and I've been fine ever since I used to say to people you're you're kidding when you say you remember the person every day you know you think of them every day and I have realized that I was so wrong in saying that because every single day since daddy has passed there is something that Mm -hmm. brings him to mind I have dreamt him he's always smiling and it's just wow I just remember him Fondly, you know? Right. Let me ask you a question, Kaz. Did he make it to the doctor? I don't remember that part of your Yes, story. they went to the doctor. Okay. And the doctor said, he was complaining of, um, like, indigestion. So, so doctor I gave and he waited, okay. waited, got his medication. Mommy got his medication, took him home, and it was her... she was watching tv she heard the noise when he fell from the table or he collapsed from the heart attack mm. yeah it's so it's so it's so crazy to hear you say you said daddy your mother called and said that your father was feeling lonely i cannot picture uncle kenny ever feeling lonely lonely mm-hmm. that man was like, it was like there was springs under the bottom of his feet 
Right? Let's go down. <laughs> energetic. Energetic. Going, yes, yes, yes. And he didn't walk places. It's almost like he ran places. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. About when we had spent that, that weekend at Keds <laughs> um, in Westmoreland when we were in, back in college. And Uncle Kenny is like, Yes, he was all over the place. <laughs> I cannot imagine him feeling lonely. I don't yeah, know yeah, where that man get that energy at that stage in life. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So, kids, so you said you didn't cry. So, how did you process your grief? I don't know if there is a a um, a way of saying I processed it or not. I just was comfortable in knowing that, you know, we had all um, come together that very same year. Remember I said it was the Mm. year of um, milestone birthdays. So everybody had come to Jamaica and we had gone to Beaches Hotel and had a day of it. We went to the spa, we went to the beach, we ate and everything. So we had all seen everybody together Mm. that year. So it was like, we were okay with him going because he had seen all of us and we had had that time together. And I just was okay with, and he, his favorite song was, I know where I am going. I know, mm, okay. I know where I am going. So it, it, it was just, I just had a peace and a calm. And I think partly also because I had not been living with them for so long. Mm. It also helped me because if I was in the same house with them coming home and not seeing them, then right. all of a sudden, I think that would have also been hard to deal with. Right. How old right. were you, kids? I had just turned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> now I remember. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Jamila. Tell us, how did you experience, how, what, what was your experience losing your parent? Lord of mercy, I'm going to start ball already. I'm going to start yeah. telling And that's God. okay. That's and, okay. Um, <laughs> I hate going to funerals. I hate everything about funerals. But as they say, the most necessary things in, in life are death and taxes. So we have to go through it. My father, Hugh, uh, he, he passed away in 2005 from complications of um, diabetes. Uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the last few weeks, he had to be on um, dialysis twice a week. And he, mm-hmm. he, he, he passed away five days after his 53rd birthday. Wow, he was that young? I yes. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah my, my mom was, I think, 54, I think. What? Yeah. Why didn't I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Low, low, and Law was young, too, and I can't even remember. Right, that. that's true. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. Right. right, I was 18, so yeah. Yeah, so um, my father was a free spirit. He, he couldn't stay in one place. He, um, he loved to crack jokes. So the um, diabetes diagnosis he he was i think he he went into a little depressive state because he couldn't eat he loved food 
So, oh, so with, mm. with, with, the, with the diabetes now, you know, say the food restricted to like certain things. Right. So certain things that he loved, he couldn't eat it anymore. Sometimes he would hide and go buy like a, a one burger or and, and, and he tried to hide it from, from us when, and eat it because mommy would be cooking like the, you know, the, the grown provisions with very little um, salt or things like that. So he never liked it. So I think he went into a little um, depressive state there. And at one point he was very weak, so he couldn't move about as freely as he wanted to. Mm. So I think that um, that with everything else, I think he, he was, I think he gave up, honestly. Mm. I, I felt like he gave up because he, especially during the, the dialysis, he, Whenever my brother took him, he's like, um, me no one go. He's like, he him just Aww, said, Boy, just, just, just leave me. So um, the, the day he went into the hospital, it was, I just came home from work. And when, as in literally, I'm coming into, through the gate and I see my brother and the, um, this family friend carrying him out of the house. I said, what happened? They say he's, um, he's not feeling well so they're going to carry him to the hospital so the next morning which was a Friday morning the, the, um, my brother came and knocked on my bedroom door and said he the nurse just called and, and tell him that that it passed so, so he was in the hospital for just he was in the yeah he less passed than 24 away in the hours less than two yeah the, wow. he went in the Thursday evening and they called the Friday morning and said he passed oh my I, Because the only time I cried was when I got to the church and saw the casket. Mm. So when, I, when I reached the door and sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry, sweetheart. That's okay. When I got to the door, I couldn't go any further. I waited till they closed the casket because I, I couldn't look at him. Mm. So I had to wait till I closed the casket, then I went in. Do you think that it's still painful today as that day? Have you processed it at all? Is this something that you've ever spoken about? No. And in my family, we, we never showed emotion, so... I never told I have never told my father that I loved him. Mm. Never. So it I carry is that. It, is that a cultural thing? I think I more so. I think so, because that's that's so. not the same. It's the same way in my family. And even if I say or I try to know to say like I love you to mommy, she's like, ah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I will be without seeing my my sisters and brother for years because they're abroad. And when we see each other, we're like, hi, get, get in your luggage, get in your baggage, and that's fine. But when I see you guys, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and we hug. But we yeah. don't do that in my family. Mm. Yeah, do you tell do you tell your mom you love her? No. Mm. Mm. No, I don't. And I think I should. I tell No, I tell no do you uh, tell Uncle Buck? No, we don't, we don't have those conversations at all. Never Your did. Your mom? Never. My mom, um, I was so close to her. 
I don't think it was for, for me and my mom's relationship. It was more showing like mm-hmm. I wasn't her favorite child. I'm the baby, <laughs> but I oh, wasn't God. the favorite. Like hands that's down, a, not the favorite episode. That's, that's another, another episode. episode, but there was no animosity. Like everyone knew who the favorite was and it, it's okay. We moved on. She's actually everyone's favorite sister anyway, mm-hmm. but I never said daily, I love you, but I know without a doubt. And she knew without a doubt that I loved her and she loved me. I didn't have to question it. And we, she raised us to say, this is your family and anything for family, which is kind of a lot of people say, you, you guys are so close. How do you do it? Like we have our differences, absolutely. But we never, um, we always support each other then. So we know since we lost our mom, we've gotten closer. We now say we love you and all of that. Growing up, we didn't. That's why I mentioned to Jam, is it a cultural thing? When she said it, I've never said it to my father. He has never said it to me. He has never said it to any of his kids. I'm pretty sure about that too. Because of that, I make sure, because of that, I make sure I tell my daughter I love her every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. It's better for me to say it typewritten like we'll I'll say it with my siblings <laughs> typewritten in whatsapp thank you honey should we yeah. come sorry go ahead Sam yeah I'm, we, I, I definitely want to hear more about the process part for you um, well um after you know when when I told you guys that he passed you you guys were like on the phone with me like the night like I tell you the Friday you guys group call me the Saturday <laughs> <laughs> and we chat and, and that's like you know you made me feel better and lighter um because it was very heavy so you guys were always there with me and Michelle came to the funeral um mm-hmm. Kedge wasn't here right and uh, yeah you guys were abroad so you couldn't make it yeah but yeah um that's how I processed um I just I was in denial Mm. I, I I must say I was in denial until that point at the church. It was unexpected, eh? Yeah. Just like Uncle Kenny, unexpected. And can I tell you? I know, I know, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know. Sam is yet to talk, but um, for me, I preferred him going that way, and mm. I I don't like the idea of somebody hanging on and and you know hanging mm. on. I preferred him going. That way, and he was like that too because he also got a high cholesterol diagnosis and a change in diet, like Jamila's dad, Uncle Hugh. And he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is like taking everything that I want mm. to eat. I'm gonna." He said, "I'm gonna eat. Yeah. I'm dead." <laughs> so he ate what he wanted, and he was happy with it, and he was gone like that. So that but again you, was just okay for but me. But you know what, kids? You said something just now where you said you'd rather it be swift and go. I always said that too. Until I lost my mom and I remember clearly thinking, you know what? People say, oh, she's in a better place. She's not sick. She's not in the hospital, things like that. At that point, you know what I said? I would rather her be here, sitting with me in the bed sick, then gone. 
Yeah, that's true. I would absolutely give anything for her to be laying in the bed, not in pain, no pain, but it's okay just to self, I guess, selfishly be there with me. And Jam, what can we do? Do you, what, do you think it's something that we can visit as friends to help you be able to, you know, process it as, you know, to grieve your dad? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not opposed to that because I, I think I, I think up to today I haven't really dealt with it. I kind of push it away. So that's why I broke down like that, because I don't think I, I really fully processed it all this time. Mm. Was he buried or cremated? No, he, he was buried. Do you visit the graveside? No. I, I visited once, but just too hard. Not, yeah, not I haven't as often as I should. Hmm. I don't think that that's when you say as often as you should. I think it all depends on the person too, because we I have only been back once, and that's really just to check on where it was, so that when we um, entombed it or put the the tombstone on it, we knew exactly where it was. Because I haven't been to the site since he's passed, and that's over. It's 10 or 11 years now. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's something I need to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sam, tell us, how did you, and, and yours is recent, quite recent, quite fresh, quite very, very painful, but we're here for you, as you know that, and we'll always be here for, you know, each other. Tell yeah. us how, how did you, well, you haven't, I'm, I'm, I know for sure you haven't processed it yet. No. And do beg you nobody start come and start again. <laughs> it's okay, Jam. You can say that, Jam. God, <laughs> Jesus. Do what you have to do, Jam. Do what you have to do. Yo, Jam. My story goes, and, and, and my story is different from uh, you all's story because um, you guys lost your parents, all three of you lost your parents unexpectedly. My mom, I lost my mom the end of this month will make a year. And I lost, um, my mom suffered um, for about six to seven years with dementia. Wow. And her dementia progressed um, and progressed. And, I, and I, I personally think it was when she caught Chick V that it really kind of exploded and even got worse. But oh. that, that, that's my take on it. But, but hmm. so, so my processing is it comes in, will come in so many different parts and it has begun already from her diagnosis from her first showing symptoms to her diagnosis to the milestone so to speak of the disease um you know losing the ability to there's these little milestones that came across um and, and i broke down with each of them to be quite frank and quite honest um your mother is your first love right and and my mom was as you guys know she was a a, a, a an entrepreneur a very strong woman brought her work home with her if she had to bring those those are the days of those big heavy typewriters and she would lug it out of the trunk out of care and bring it inside and put it on the dining table and work so to see her to see her disease progress her to become so fragile and so frail over the years and so and and so dependent 
was was mm. made a, a lot of processing for me um and made you know milestones from her not being able to um to hold her own fork to um to feed herself to um not being able to walk to you know every every step of the way i broke down and my process was that much more difficult for me because I was not in the same country as my mom when she suffered from her disease, right? So although I would visit home as every chance I got, it didn't feel like the same. I felt that as her daughter, I should have been there taking care of her and, you know, getting her ready for bed and washing her hair. And I wanted to do all of those things and I couldn't. And and the guilt of that comes consumed me right that that process really was painful for me because I know my mom was able to do it for her mom because my grandmother suffered from dementia and passed from dementia as well but I it pains me to hear you say you suffer from that guilt Sam because your mom would absolutely never want that for you and I know that long and I know that I know and 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 it's still not easy, you know. Because, I know, I know. Because this is, you know, your mom is the one who nurtured you, right? For the right. most part, yeah. in in yeah. most cases, and you want to give that back, and right. you can't help it. And I'm a mom too, so, you know, I I I just, I guess it's inherent. It's just, you know, a natural thing. You just right. feel like you right. want to nurture and take care of her. So that consuming that stuff that I've worked through, and 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 I have an, a fantastic family. I I. My family has been my backbone and you guys have been everything and then some throughout this throughout those those years of mommy suffering. And I have wonderful friends who have didn't know things about dementia, took the time mm, to stop yeah. and look it up and research and learn and so they could be my support system. I could never ask for anything more. I mean, who does that? You know? That's real people that do that for you. And so um, towards, towards the, um, um, early 2020, um, you know, the doctor told us that her time was getting closer. And, and you guys know, because you knew, you all knew mommy very well, right? And you all, I'm sure it was a shock for you guys to see how the disease took her yeah. body. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and, and not being home, and even though with the technology of, of video chats and everything, the visits that I did make home, it still hits you so hard, you know, when you see her. And, um, and you know, my son, my son knew her, and every year he'd go home to see his grandmother. At one point, you know, he said it was just getting harder and harder for him to see her. It was too hard mm. because... When he first started walking, she was chasing him everywhere. And, you know, and that's, those are the visions he wanted to keep. So at one point, you know, he said he didn't want to go back to Jamaica with me because he didn't want to lose those mm. memories. He didn't want it to be overwritten by mm-hmm. her fragility and her, her decline. Yeah. So, so there's a lot, a big part of it. And, 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 and the actual part of mommy passing was, you know, expected for us. Right. So we were all able to be there. My, my brother was overseas at the time as well um, for a while. And so he came down. My sister-in-law was there, cousins and daddy. And then you guys know my parents have had a beautiful marriage. One of yeah. those rare, one of those rare yes. things. Yes. Right? 50, yes. 50 plus years. But they, um, you know, so he was, it was the love that mom is the love of his life. So we were all be able to be there for him. 
Um, yeah. and we all stayed in, in the, in the home. We were t- together as a family for about a week as she, um, because he had stopped eating and it was when she had stopped rejecting food and swaps, she had stopped swallowing. Yes. Um, and, and there was a, a, and when you have, and, and I hear you, Lo, I feel you when you say that you wanted that time to lay with your mom while she was sick, but the pain, um, and, 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 and the decisions that you have to make for another human being when they can't, it's so hard because mm-hmm. you had to make decisions that were so difficult, feeding right. tubes, no feeding tubes, this type of medication, that type of medication, um, uh, resuscitation, don't resuscitate. There's so many things that you have to think of yes. as your loved one, as your, as, as your parent is sick. And that all of this eats and it tears away at you. It just rips and rips and rips and rips at you. And it's just, you're, it's like there's this anticipation in your mind of of what you're going to have to deal with at the end of it. And it just, I feel like it just kind of wears and wears and wears at you and the pain is so lingering. And at the end, when mommy passed, she passed in the middle of the night and we were all able to be with her. And and and, and um, we were all in the home. My son was there, my brother, my sister-in-law, her, my mom's caregiver's daddy. Um, and... But I couldn't be there when the when the the funeral home came to wheel her out, and yeah. I I knew that. I couldn't do that. Mm, I knew I couldn't. I couldn't do that. So mm-hmm. thank God, my sister in law and and um, Shanoya, one of mommy's sweet caregivers, who has become part of our family. Um, big up Shanoya and Charmaine. Um, <laughs> they become our family because they were with mommy right. for every step of the way. You know. Yeah. Um, they took care of that part of it. And this was like, you're talking like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So daddy, my brother, my son and I, we all jumped in the car and we went for a drive because we could mm-hmm. not see Me them. Either. I didn't want to see them put the cloth over her, you no. know, put the sheet over her. I, I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. And I, I feel Neither like, could I. Neither yeah, could and I. I feel like, like I hear these stories and I hear everybody's stories. And if you think of the stories that we all told, we weren't there when they took their last breath. And I think that there's such a power in being a parent that sometimes, I, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think our parents naturally try to protect us in every yes. way that they can. Yes. And I feel like, although we were in the house, mommy waited till we were all sleeping. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was at a time where everybody was getting taking turns to check on her in the middle of the night, and it was Shanoya who had found her. But we were all sleeping peacefully. Yes. And, and I don't think she wanted us there, you know? And it was hard because... I'm <laughs> sorry, Jam. <laughs> okay. You know, the last couple of days, you, you know, she, sorry, strugg- she struggled sorry. to breathe, and, and mm. you could hear it, and you could hear it, and it was hard. Because her organs were shutting down and saying, right. oh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, so, so this is particularly hard for me right now because it's still fresh. It's, it hasn't been a year yet. Right. And as soon as I came back up here to go to work a week later, we were in lockdown for COVID, you know, yeah. and then, and then it's just like, it's been, life has literally been bam, 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 bam yeah. since then. Yeah. And and I, I have these things, I, I try to create, and I, this is what I would love to know from you guys. I try to create rituals for myself. My family, we've created, on her birthday, we all met, we wore her favorite color. We had to do mm. it like this in this type of a virtual setting, but we did something, we went around and said our favorite memory of her. Um, 
I light a candle every now and then. I have her photograph right here behind me. I have her photograph next to my bedside and I'll light a candle by her. I still talk to her. I still talk to mommy and I still have conversations and I still ask her to help me with things. And I still tell her, I know, I promise you, I'm going to take care of daddy. I will take care of him, I promise. Things like that, you know. Mm. And I still have the conversations with her. But as and as you guys know, this goes a little further. I just had another major loss in my family this last right. week. And attended um, a virtual service for my uncle who was like a second dad to me growing up. And and the archbishop who led the service said something that was so poignant. And I just like, oh my gosh, I have to tell the girls this. He said, it's not the end of life. It's the change of life. Mm. They mm-hmm. have, right. They're still here. They're still with you. They're still with you just in another form. Right. And that hit me. That hit me so hard when he said that. And um, it's just, you know, it's just been... I sit and as a day comes closer, February 22nd comes closer, I keep thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I know I took the day off of work, but I I want to know if you guys have rituals that you do for your parents on their special days. I want to have a ritual for my mom that my kid and I can do, my family and I can do. I, I, I want to do something. I'm not in a position. My mom was cremated and she, she rests in the Columbarium in, in Kingston. And... Um, I can't visit her, you know, right. but my, my cousins visit her for me. And on Mother's Day, they'll leave flowers and, you know, they do things to honor her for me, you right. know. And, and my mom is resting right next to her sister. So they visit, they visit, mm-hmm. they want to visit and, and bring, fl- you know, two sets of flowers and whatnot. But I need... Do you guys have rituals they, that you do? I don't know how I'm going to get through February Right, 20. and that's what I was going to say. The rituals will come. Right now, you just need to survive the day. On my mother's birthday, how many, what, 20 odd years later? Okay. I still can't do anything. It's still a numbing day for me. It's still painful, Mm. especially her birthday. She was big on birthdays. Mm. And normally her birthday is October 16th. um, So it's normally around Heroes Day. All right. We always go to Puerto Rico Beach. Oh, right. So for her birthday, yes, I would love to like say, okay, that's the day I'm going to go to the beach each year. I mean, I live, what, five, 10 minutes from the beach. I can't. You just for now want to get through the day. And for the anniversary that's coming up, you may have things planned. You may have things you want to do. All I'm saying to you is, just plan to get through the day because it's going to be painful. Yeah. It's going to be painful. And um, it, I don't want to lie. The pain, it, yes, it gets bearable, but it doesn't go away. You know, Lo, when, when, when I had told you guys that mommy had passed, you said something to me. There's two things that stand out in my mind that a friend said to me. You said to me, you will think about her every single day. And Ken's, we talked about this, right? Ken's just talked about this. And I cannot imagine, and it's still so fresh for me compared to you guys, but I can't imagine yeah. a day of not thinking about her after, after all of mm-hmm. this. 
And the other thing that a friend of mine, Coyote, said to me is, um, and he was very supportive throughout mommy's sickness. He said to me, um, don't let anybody tell you how to grieve. Mm-hmm. There is no expiration. Yeah. There's no timeline. Yeah. There is no manner. Do it the way that you think that yeah. works for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, and so when you say a ritual, I think it will come to you eventually yeah. what is most suitable and what works for everybody. For me, I'm not a ritualistic person, that sort of thing. We just always in the morning say, um, it's daddy's, the, the death of daddy's anniversary. Um, for those of us who are on social media or Facebook, yeah. all of us are, we'll like post a picture. And then it's always great to see what other people say because he was well mm-hmm. known from where we grew up. So for those who are on Facebook, they always say, mm-hmm. you know, things that will lift our spirits in remembering mm-hmm. him. Um, but there is not a ritual per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that um, I know that that we've done things like I, I, I've participated in walks for Alzheimer's awareness. And, you know, we tend to try and, you know, in my family, we're, we're you know, purple in some days. Mo- Mommy love red lipstick, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It was a red lipstick girl. So, um, you know, there's little things that we right. do from time to time when we really feel her energy so strong. Mm. Um, I, I wear her ring, you know, I wear her chain you know, things like that. But I know that um, you're right. It will come. It, it will. will. It will. And I think that my, my brother and I will probably have our own and then we'll have something we can do together. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what I noticed that it was Deloney's mom first and then Samantha's mom mm. last because Michelle, myself and Jamila, we lost our dads. Right. And they're in between. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think there's also a difference in grieving a father versus a mother. Yes. Yes. So, you know. Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies, for sharing. I know this was deep. I know this was hard. Um, And that's what the Sister Friends podcast is about. Thank you so much, um, Keds, for taking that time out to join us on camera this time. And, um, you know, just continue to love each other, love your family, um, share with each other, especially if you have siblings that, you know, you're having conflicts with. Um, Just from my experience, and I I hear a lot of my friends have issues with their mom, and I always say, "Um, okay, at least you have a mom to have a problem with, right? Right, right. I say, you know, continue to, you know, spread love, enjoy life. And, you know, thanks for listening to another episode of our Sister Friends podcast. And as always, you can find us on Instagram, Sister Friend Podcast, Twitter, Sister Friend Pod, and Facebook, Sister Friend Podcast. And you can also see our video on YouTube at Sister Friend Podcast and on Spotify. Just search for Sister Friend Podcast. Have a good one. And thanks again. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Bye, girls. Bye, guys.